The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. And in this half hour, we are talking about emotional intelligence. My guest is Stephen Stein, Ph.D. He is a leading expert on psychological assessment and emotional intelligence. He's the founder and CEO of MultiHealth Systems, a leading publisher of scientifically validated assessments. He's the author of several books on emotional intelligence, including his brand new book, The EQ Leader, Instilling Passion, Creating Shared Goals, and Building Meaningful Organizations Through Emotional Intelligence. He's uh, consulted on numerous uh, programs and been on television and radio, and you can go on to drstevenstein.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-N-Stein.com. Welcome, Stephen. Nice to be with you, Patricia. Uh, Thank you. All right. You know what? I'm going to get very basic with you. I mean, like very elementary. Tell us the real difference between EQ and IQ, emotional intelligence and the intelligent quotient. Well, you're probably familiar with IQ. It's the stuff that we really focused on while we were in school. So, yes. you know, your ability to do math questions and logic and vocabulary, all those basic 3R kind of things that we, we learned about. So emotional intelligence is actually quite different. And probably the simplest way to describe it would be through three different things. The first is your ability to be aware of your emotions and other people's emotions. Uh, the second is your ability to manage your own emotions as well as other people's emotions. And the third is the ability to use your emotions to get things done, to make decisions, deal with stress, deal with other people. Mm-hmm. So why is this so important today, even more than it was 20 or 30 years ago? No, we didn't talk about it the way we do today. Well, partly we didn't talk about it because we didn't really understand it or we didn't know it the way that we we currently know it. And we're now realizing how important it is um, because we've seen a lot of bad behavior out there from Mm. a lot of different levels of people. Mm. And And we still are. I won't mention any names, but we still are. (laughs) (laughs) We still are. And, and, you know, that's making us become more aware of this. We see that some really, really smart people, people who've accomplished a lot in their lives, do really stupid things sometimes. And those stupid things can bring them down, can really destroy them. Uh, you know, what they've built a, a lifetime to build, it can come falling down really quickly. And a lot of it's due to these emotional uh, issues or emotional characteristics. How do you work with this in companies? I mean, how do you, how do you help people? For example, I'm thinking of leaders, you know, CEOs that, have, that you know, feel they need a certain decorum. How do you help them to connect 
with their managers without feeling like they're um, being too vulnerable. You know, how do you help them keep their authenticity? Well, the first thing we do is, you know, we measure it. We use a tool called the EQI, Emotional Quotient Inventory. So it's like diagnosing a problem because there's Mm -hmm. 15 different areas that we can look at. We really try and pinpoint what are the specific areas that the manager has as a strength that they're really good at and what are the areas that they are having this weakness. And and as you mentioned, connecting with employees can be one of those. So we, we look at something like empathy. And the really good news about emotional intelligence, which also differentiates it from IQ, is that we can develop these areas. So we can teach them through a coaching situation or simulations to be better at empathy, better at listening to those people around them. Mm-hmm. So, so the tool is very important. But this yeah, emotional really intelligence, important. yeah, but Go there's ahead. different parts to that, correct? I mean, there are different yes. components to the EQ. Can you explain those? Sure. So there's, there's like five general areas. So the first, as I was mentioning earlier, self-perception, your ability to understand yourself, to know how mm-hmm. you're feeling, what makes you feel certain ways, really understand yourself. We found in our research with, with hundreds of thousands of leaders around the world that the really good leaders know themselves well. They know what pushes their buttons and they know how they react. The second area we call self-expression. How do you come across to others? How do you express yourself? The third area are interpersonal skills. Well, you know, we know these as people skills. How well do you get along with other people? Can you read other people well? Are you socially Mm -hmm. responsible? Mm -hmm. The next area we call decision-making. How does your emotions fit in when you have to decide on things? Do you get over-emotional and make bad decisions? Do you not try and use your emotions at all and, again, make bad decisions for being under-emotional? And finally, the way we deal with stress, stress management. So some people are pretty flexible and can deal with stress well. Other people are, are kind of rigid, pessimistic, and they have a hard time dealing with stress. Hmm. Do you think that for a strong leader to have good emotional intelligence, you have to not quite be so sensitive? And there are a lot of people who take things, I guess what I'm saying is taking things personally. You know, you have to mm-hmm. learn how to understand not to take it as though it's an attack against you. Talk about that, please. Yeah, that's a really good point. So you don't want to take criticism or feedback as a personal slight. Um, you know, we all get criticized. We all get feedback from people. And some of it's good. Some of it may not be good. But the most important thing really is to listen to it, to hear it out, mm-hmm. and then right. do your own research and see whether or not it fits. But, uh, but don't let it get you down. Use it as an experience for growth. If, you know, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I talk too much. Well, if that's what people are saying, let me figure out how to change that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that part of success of leaders emotionally is being able to communicate the mission of the company so that it's inspiring people and, and bringing people together? That's a huge part of it. When we looked at leaders and what made them successful, We found four general areas, but that was definitely one of them, the ability to communicate with purpose, with meaning, with vision. Uh, And we've seen a lot of very successful leaders who are really good at this. We know, you know, Steve Jobs stood out for his ability to present, give presentations, and get people Mm. all excited about the mission Mm. that he was on. Yeah, although his personality was very difficult, and that's another story. 
that's another story exactly when we look at the interpersonal skills, but he changed somewhat over time. Hmm. Hmm. How do you encourage, again, using what skills would you need, Stephen, to encourage somebody to take risk, to embrace change, um, to be innovative? How, you know, if you're a leader of a company or if you're in a position where you need people to think that way, how do you use it? What skills would you use? Well, one thing is we have to give them permission to fail. You know, we're often afraid mm. of organizations to give permission. We, you know, we say, oh, go take a risk, but then you're, you're on the carpet if it doesn't go well. So we have to yeah. say, look at some of the risks that you yeah. take. You're not going to get punished for it. But what's really important, what we do in our organization, is we want people to try new things, but they have to tell us what they've learned from it. Even if it doesn't go well, they're not punished for failing, but they have to learn something to find out how to do things better the next time or why they would want to go in a different direction. So dealing with failures, you know, it's a lot like dealing with uh, being resilient, mm. being able to get mm. over things, being able to take risks, yeah. take yeah. the failure, and move on. I think that's a very key point. I really do because I've known in my own life where there's been that issue where if you fail, you're bad. You know, you just don't fail. Certain things you don't take risks. If you can take a risk as long as you win. But you don't take a risk and fail. It's not acceptable. Right. And that that's really tough because then what happens is when that happens in your life, you start blaming yourself instead of saying, but look, look at what I accomplished. You see what I mean? It, it's so I, I think that's a hard one. Exactly. We get overwhelmed. We, we, we sort of see everything through a colored lens. And we have to accept that we're going to fail at things. And some of the greatest people in the world have all failed at things. So why should we be any different? So we have to learn to teach ourselves that, you know, sometimes it's okay to fail as long as we pick up and move on. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break in a couple of minutes. So how do people find you? Do you do workshops, seminars, individual consulting? or uh, what, are, what are some of the things that you do that you can offer our, to our listeners? Uh, well, I do presentations uh, for groups, uh, largely corporate groups, and we do have a consulting arm of our organization, so they actually do work with, uh, with other companies in, in terms of simulations, in terms of helping measure their emotional intelligence and helping them improve their emotional intelligence. What do you find is the, the I don't know, the toughest thing, or what, what do you find people need to change most with EQ? Is it the resilience factor? Is it they're afraid of change? What is it? A lot of times it's being afraid of change. You know, the yeah. things have worked for me. I'm familiar with the way I've done things. You know, why do I need to change? You know, why, why do I have to do anything differently? So that's usually one of the first barriers to overcome. And often we do what's called a 360 assessment when we have the person rate themselves but have the people who know them well rate them as well. And once they see what is a difference. They thought they were doing great in a certain area, but that may not be the way their their peers see it. That usually helps stimulate change. Is that usually true? Usually, do the peers see it differently than the person, or not always? Not necessarily. More more often than not, um, what really? we found is is that they're different. Yeah, people, and also subordinates, people who work for you. And people who you report to, they, they tend to have a different picture. It's like, you know, touching the elephant, and everyone touches a different part of the elephant. 
Interesting. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Stephen Stein. He's the leading expert on psychological assessment and emotional intelligence. His brand new book is The EQ Leader, Instilling Passion, Creating Shared Goals, and Building Meaningful Organizations Through Emotional Intelligence. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show, and we'll be right back right after the break with Stephen Stein. We'll talk more about emotional intelligence and we'll talk about four emotional intelligence skills that you can use we'll be right back stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com would you like to be the change you see needed in the world Are you ready to make a difference? If so, tune in to Voice for Truth with host Sharon Wyckoff. Every show will be filled with inspiring content to support you in recognizing your greatness. Guests will share their expertise. Young people will tell how they are making a difference. You too can be a Voice for Truth. Listen live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric EZ Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High definition, premier quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. And you are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. My guest is Stephen Stein. PhD. He is a leading expert on psychological assessment and emotional intelligence. His brand new book is called The EQ Leader, Instilling Passion, 
creating shared goals and building meaningful organizations through emotional intelligence. He's the founder and CEO of Multi Health Systems, a leading publisher of scientifically validated assessments. Welcome back, Stephen. Nice to be back. All right, thank you. Um, let's talk about the four emotional intelligence skills that you need to change your leadership style and how they're used. Give us some examples, too. Okay, sure. Well, these are these four areas are things that we found after, again, testing uh, tens of thousands of leaders worldwide, and we, we took all the emotional skills that, we, that I had mentioned earlier, and, and we sort of tried to look at which clusters of skills differentiated the, the really good leaders from the not-so-good leaders. And the four things that came up, the first one that differentiated them was authenticity. So if you want to be a good leader, you've got to be real. People have to believe in you. You can't be making things up or deceitful. You have to be a good role model. The second area that we found differentiating the really good leaders were their ability to coach others. They really want the people around them to succeed, and they do what they can to help their subordinates, their peers, to do well, to nurture them. The third, you already touched upon, we call it insight, but the ability to communicate what purpose, meaning, a vision, you know, what it is that we're here for. What are we trying to accomplish? The big picture. How are we trying to change the world? You know, wh- how do we make a difference in terms of what we're doing? And mm-hmm. the final one is, also you touched on, innovation. The ability to try new things, to uh, take risks, to go in new directions. And, and this one's really essential because we can see that certain industries or certain companies uh, are just getting decimated because they're not keeping up. They're... they're falling apart because they can't change. Hmm. What is the hard, the most challenging one that you have found for people? Um, well, you know, it's not easy to be authentic. That means, you know, you are the person you are at home, at work, with your friends. Um, you are real. You are the way that you appear to be. You're not putting on your boss face one day and a different face another day. So authenticity is a tough one, and it's the one that can get you the most trouble, as we've seen in the media lately, people who aren't authentic, who put on these different uh, faces, are the ones who are likely to get the most in trouble. Mm-hmm. So important. So when you work with companies, you do the assessment, and then do you, you go back in and you talk to them and see how they're doing? How does, it, how does the process work? Yeah, that's one way in which we do it. So we test uh, uh, people, usually the senior level. It could be the senior team, the executive team. Uh, We put together a group report looking at their strengths and weaknesses. Uh, We'll often do a feedback session with them to show them where they seem to be stronger and not, and then develop processes for improving, like what can they do to improve those particular areas. And we also show why those areas are important, whether it's empathy, listening to the people around you, um, whether it's emotional self-awareness, why it's important to understand why you're feeling the way you are at any particular time or how you express your feelings to others. So we'll help them work on that. We also have simulations where we take large groups of people in an organization. We just did one with about 150 people, and we put them in groups and have them simulate an experience like a paper plane factory is one of them. Mm. And we see how the emotions play out within each other as they're doing the task. So that, and, and, and then do they talk about it? I mean, did they sit and talk about how they felt? Did they work that through? 
Absolutely. So the, the people have different roles and there's challenges put on them and they have to change and shift and it, sometimes it gets a bit stressful. People get really into it. And then we process, you know, how, what went right and what didn't go so well. And, mm-hmm. and, and the nice thing about it, it's in a safe environment. It's not in the real world of work where you can actually cause damage to customers or to fellow employees by not behaving well. Right. So they get to see where their, maybe where their weaknesses are or where they, or they're yeah. short. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the simulations right. are really important. Okay, and now do you do you work with emotional intelligence with mostly leaders and managers and CEO, or is it is it everybody in the company? Well, we do. It it is work pretty much from middle management up for most people mm-hmm. in the company. Um, sometimes it's worked at, at the front line level with customer service or with sales staff. It's been found we we have results showing how they can really increase their performance. So it varies in hospitality industry, makes a huge difference, frontline hotel staff and so on. Mm -hmm. So we can work with different levels of the organization uh, when applying this. Mm -hmm. Do you find that most people with high IQ have high EQ or not necessarily? Do they not go together? They don't necessarily go together. In fact, Mm -hmm. it's it's almost by chance. Um, There's no correlation as we call it we do the statistics on it they're independent factors so you'll find some people who are really intelligent like your university professor who's really bright but can't talk to their students very well on an individual basis and you'll find some people with really high eq they're really great at working with people but they don't do very well at school so Mm -hmm. they're very different functions and then you have some people who excel at both and they're the exceptional people they're very Mm -hmm. bright on the iq side and they're really good with people Hmm. But, you know, I think, I would think that there are certain positions you can have where your IQ may not have to be as high as your EQ, where your EQ really comes into play. Anything having to do with people, am I right? That that would, would, it wouldn't hurt you if your IQ is lower. No, it happens a lot, actually. And you see it sometimes you get people in a management position who have great emotional skills, they're not the most technically, you know, they're not the best accountant in the firm, they're not Mm. the best engineer in the firm, Mm. but they're really good with people, and they end up in these management-type positions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they rely on other people to have the IQ, to have the accounting skills, or the engineering skills, or the legal skills, or whatever. Well, that's the key, isn't it? Working with other, we all have strengths and weaknesses, but finding those people to, you know, speak to your weaknesses and use their strengths, so you can all be strong. Absolutely. You know, we often promote people into positions of, of leadership for the wrong reasons. Because they're a good salesperson, because they're a good doctor, because they're a good engineer, we promote them up and, and say, okay, now you'll be a manager. But those are completely different skills, and they're usually not prepared for that. Yeah, true. All right. What would be your closing thoughts for our listeners today, Stephen, about emotional intelligence, instilling passion, creating shared goals, and building meaningful organizations? What's your message? Well, my message would be let's all start with just one small step, and it's a very simple step. All you have to do is listen to people, whoever you're going to interact with next. Just listen to them and try and really hear what it is they're trying to tell you. And if we spend a little bit more time listening to others, you'll be amazed how much further ahead we could get. Mm, So true. And listening not just from your own right, trying to be objective, correct? Be objective. And, and check back with the person to make sure you're accurate. Did I really 
hear what you were telling me. Is this really mm-hmm. what you meant to say? Mm, so true. All right. Well, I thank you so much for being on the program. How can people find your book? Uh, they can find it through all the major retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. Um, they can go to my website, drstevenstein.com. Okay, and again, the book is The EQ Leader, Instilling Passion, Creating Shared Goals, and Building Meaningful Organizations Through Emotional Intelligence. Thank you so much, uh, Stephen Stein, for being on the program. Well, thanks for having me, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. If you'd like a copy of my newsletter, uh, please write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. And most of the newsletters and most of the information about what I'm doing, including podcast productions I'm doing for people, is on my homepage of PatriciaRaskin.com, and my guests are there, too. All right. Have a wonderful week. See you next Monday. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.